Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough, and I got nothing, Brenda. <laughs> it's the spooky scene. We got, uh, it's, it's, we got nothing. We got absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the final episode of the spooky season, so we made it through this year. This year has been a shit <laughs> we show. We survived. Yeah, that's what I mean. I love spooky season, but it all, it all this month flew by, Brenda. Where did it all go? It, uh, in an anxiety fever dream that's, yeah that sounds about right. right it's i was talking to my dad about this about like watching the boys and i think i talked about it before where it's like oh you want to watch something with like you know tread or like a tense story that makes you scared for the main characters it's like i do because i hear it's good but like this fucking year man like i'm already filled with dread i don't need more of it. so it's like all the heart like i got like I changed my name on Twitter, got a little spooky Mothman icon and stuff. Uh, That's nice. about as far as I'll go with, like, Halloween and scary stuff. I don't need to be scared any more than I am every day. <laughs> like, Yeah, I added a couple props to my Twitch uh, setup in the background and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm still playing Prey. I guess we're going to get into all of that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I keep wanting to blame 2020, but in all reality, it's like this podcast has been going for it. This is episode 370. I feel like we're running out of things to talk about. But no, it's fine. Uh, I haven't talked to my parents for 370 hours. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, I don't know how this is still going. But it is. It's a video game podcast for anybody new. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, And yeah, check out the Twitch channel. Uh, We'll get into all that. But like, Bren, what have you been playing? Because I have literally nothing this week. (laughs) I I just didn't do anything. In fact, maybe before we go into it, I'll just give a life update. I did see an old college friend today. uh, Drove out to Allentown to meet him at Double Decker Records. And we were browsing some records. And then we... uh, yeah, it, not the greatest place. Uh, and then <laughs> I've never been, I just say that. Uh, well, you're not wrong. Uh, and then we had a nice lunch and stuff. So yeah, it was nice seeing a friend and doing like something social. I mean, we wore masks and stuff, for sure, but uh, we, it was nice getting out. Yeah, I see some people, because I mean, the, it's even hard to debate whether like, oh, here comes the second wave of cases for a coronavirus hits. It's like, this is... This is still the first wave. The second, the first wave never ended. It just lulled. It never right. stopped, though. So it's like this is still, it, you know, they've talked about it. Like this could have been done in like two months if everyone would just followed the rules and wore masks. But no, just had to have the independence and do whatever the fuck you want because America. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I people are like, oh man, I I can't wait to go back to my favorite cafe or my favorite restaurant. So I'm like, motherfucker, well, I haven't left my apartment in a year. Like, yeah. I don't, I get takeout and, like, groceries, and that's it. Otherwise, I don't leave my apartment. So it's, like, because I know California's got huge numbers, and L.A. is definitely, like, I see so few people wearing masks now outside, and it drives me fucking insane. Yeah, no, it's the worst. And I feel like I'm adding to the problem by doing something as frivolous as going to a record store. What's the point in that? It's not needed at all. But it was nice to see a friend. That's all I'll say. No, it's it's very longing. It's gotten to the point where it only took... Being in quarantine for seven months to get my friends to actually play Tabletop Simulator. But I finally got someone to play Tabletop Simulator with. Well, that's good. So it's finally led to, like, having, like, a group of friends out here doing, like, kind of a... Not necessarily a weekly game night, but we're like, hey, we're all bored of shit on a Friday night. Let's, you know, play Among Us. Let's play some Tabletop games. Let's, I think we're going to play Monster Prom next week and stuff. Nice. So I think it, enough people are finally settling up, like, yeah, this ain't ending for a while. Let's just you know stop idealizing about like oh back when i can go and play golf or laser tag or be around people it's like no yeah concerts is the one i miss the most cons concerts like just 
strap in it's not gonna be for a while like yeah maybe 2022 like if we're being honest no and as someone who runs a record label i see various bands like trying to jump the gun of being like oh yeah it's all in a lull and it's over so they're starting to play shows and stuff and they're catching a lot of flack from people and it's just like now's not the time i mean i know you guys have been deprived of shows for this long but just because it's like getting unbearable doesn't mean okay now we can do it and it sucks too because I know concerts are where like most bands make their money because it's certainly not yes. re- it's not like major record labels who take eighty percent of the profits from the CD selling and stuff. So there's a great art gallery by me that's doing a show for Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast, which I've sang the praises of endlessly the last few weeks on this podcast. Um, and I would love to go and see some of that because it's it's an incredible show. It's one of my favorites. And they're like, yeah, we got rules. You get hand sanitizer when you go in. Everyone has to wear a mask. Uh, no more than 30 people. Y'all got to stand. I'm like, nah, that's not worth it. I'm yeah. not even going to re- Like, I would love to see it. This is not worth it, though. No, I, I like how other artists are turning to, like, digital mediums with their art. So, like, I think it was the band Yes did, like, a Twitch stream of, like, a concert recently and uh, uh, yeah. a bunch of others. So, yeah, I think Reggie Watts even hosted, like, his own online festival. So uh, <laughs> I forget exactly if it was on Twitch or Facebook. But regardless, that that's just cool that people can still get the show kind of sensation, but you're obviously in your own house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Um, creativity spurns from um, what's the saying? Oh, I know what you're talking uh, difficult about. Difficult situations um, from restraints and stuff. So that's why, like, people are like, "Oh, we were able to make this show, and it was really great. We made some great decisions, but it's because we were so stressed and like living in the office and stuff, like writing it and stuff." And yeah, creativity uh, blossoms from like uh, d- d- restriction or something that's why when it's like a sandbox game or something where it's like you can do whatever you want it's like uh what do i do or if someone gives you a blank piece of paper just like draw something it's like uh what like but if you have something to work against or something to work with like you you have a little leg up to make something so yeah there's certainly plenty of really interesting stuff coming out of this like dire circumstance of people working around it yeah doing online concerts um I know Louis Zong, who's um, an uh, animator and he's done a lot of stuff with uh, my brother, my brother and me and stuff. Um, done the theme song for my other podcast. Oh, um, cool. But I know he made like a virtual art gallery, but for like uh, crowdsourced pictures of birds people drew. So yeah. he's just like, submit your pictures here. And like a bunch of people drew like random bird drawings and submitted it. And he made just a small virtual art gallery for it and stuff. He's always doing insane just project after project after project that he's always doing something new. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see what creative people can still do even with the restrictions. But yeah, it's like, it's a restriction that doesn't need to be there and could not be there if people just followed the fucking rules. Right. Simple guys, just wear your masks. We'll get through this. That's uh, that's the spooky season for us. God it's, damn this it! Whole yeah. goddamn year. I know this isn't the phrase you were looking for either, but satisfaction is the death of desire. How about that, Brent? No, uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm not. kidding. That's a hate breed. I mean, in EP a way. I mean, like if you desire something and you get it, you're satisfied. So now you no longer have desire. So like it makes sense. But no, that's not what I was looking for. No, I know. I'm totally teasing. It's a yeah. fucking hardcore band EP. We can move on. Oh, right, so, yeah, of course anyway. it is. It's oh, always yeah. some cryptic band. <laughs> 90s hate breed. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Bren, how, what have you been playing? Because I think I literally only have two games I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> uh, and I've talked about them at length before. Yeah, it's <laughs> the same games we always talk about. Um, 
I saw uh, Kame House streaming some roguelikes. They were going through just a sampler pack. Yes. Uh, a, char- a charcuterie board, since charcuterie is so popular. Such uh, a good recently. stream. Um, they were doing a bunch of roguelikes, and <laughs> I was not surprised to see. I played them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my uh, addiction. I got my vice in a genre of uh, video games. Um, so that kind of kicked me up back into Risk of Rain, too. So I played a bit of that. I got another alternate color scheme for one of the characters. Uh, nice. Rex, I believe, who's like a robot with a plant that's like grown into it and like taking control of it, sort of. Um, tricky character, but if you yeah, max out the right items, a lot of health. Uh, a lot of its abilities cost health to use, but are powerful. So it's like a trade-off with that. Yeah. So, um, like I said before, the um, runes, I guess you call them. I forget what you get. You do a certain challenge, you unlock uh, a special uh, category on the game mode you choose. So for the ones I always pick are, I choose what items I get, so it's not random anymore. And items spawn from dead enemies versus like chests that I have to like buy and unlock. Um, and that allows me to essentially pick what build I want and to focus on particular items to make the best builds I can for the hardest difficulty mode. Um, so with him, I just focused on regeneration abilities. And then there's a really high-ranking item where when you, re- uh, when you get your health replenished, you shoot out flaming skulls from you randomly that just are homing attacks that target the enemies and do a decent amount of damage. So I got Hell that yeah. I got that early on and half of his abilities cost health to use, the other half regenerate on use. And then the items I get also regenerate health. So I canceled out all the health depleting stuff and then just regenerating all the time. Because I'm regenerating all the time, skulls are just shooting out of me all the time. <laughs> so it was like a really good build. Like I think by the second stage I was pretty much unkillable already. So just like, you know, just scaled up with that number wise. Nice. Um, so that was really fun. And yeah, it's, it's fun to get those because the alternate color schemes are just beaded on the hardest difficulty, which with that build of runes where you can choose your items, it's not that hard. Um, but it is still just one shot kill, like at a certain level, like you can just get blindsided by an enemy, and be obliterated off the map. Right. Um, but all the other challenges to unlock his different abilities, like, oh, shoot one of the enemy bosses into this like pit. Like, so that means you have to get that level through random luck and just hopefully you get that level. And then once you're at that level, when you spawn the boss enemy to escape, you have to hope it's that particular boss enemy that requ- that's for that required skill. Damn. And then once you do, you have to hope that the gate that that boss enemy spawns from is close enough to that pit that you have to knock it. What the hell? That's a lot of crossed fingers. <laughs> yeah, there's like three or four levels of just like hoping for the best RNG because those you can't change. I mean, the one choosing the level you can kind of change, but even that is also RNG, whether or not you can get that choice. So like just unlocking that alternate ability for him is really difficult versus uh, choosing which items you want and beating him on the hardest difficulty mode. Like you've done that once or twice, you figure out like, oh, I know how to do this exactly. Um, So it turns out to be a lot easier to get the alternate color schemes of characters than it is their other abilities. Uh, by themselves that makes so, sense yeah it's rough but uh yeah i dabbled in it a bit but i probably won't be like full-fledged back in the screen um still played a bit of among us to jump on there every now and then every now and then i'll find a group that's uh role-playing characters from an anime and it ruins the game for me because they're yeah just it fucks everything up i re- i somehow found the same group that was role-playing the high q anime twice Oh my god! So like on different days, like weeks apart, I was just like, "God damn it again!" How? Uh, so they must be based in the same city as me. Um, it's fun, but it did get taken down uh, earlier this week because of hackers, 
and it was the first time I actually noticed hackers where uh, for anyone who doesn't play, it's, you know, two people are, or, you know, one to three people out of 10 are imposters who are trying to kill everybody and you're trying to figure out who it is. Yep. Um, when you kill someone, there's a cooldown. So you can change how the timer on the cooldown to be, I think the most is 45 seconds, which is insane, or like seven seconds, which is also insane because it's way too fast. Right. Um, so you want a good middle ground somewhere in there. Um, but the person I saw was able to kill people instantly. There was no cooldown for this person. It just so killed, they just killed, run killed. around murder, murder. Yeah, and someone was able to actually like catch them and stop them. Thankfully, and kick them. We you know, all voted for them and they kicked them off. Um, but yeah, so there is some people hacking. Uh, I'm not sure. That's the first one I ever saw. Um, but it's not as like grossly prevalent as like fall guys where the guy just lifts right. off the ground and floats to the end yeah that's so frustrating and yeah i'm sorry to hear that among us players have to deal with this bullshit too hopefully they can patch out that uh vulnerability yeah it, the servers went down earlier they're patching it out and like kicking out the people that are hacking and stuff and are looking into how they did it and stuff um but yeah it wasn't nearly as prevalent as i've, I've seen in other games so that's at least good um speaking of among us i saw someone made uh, among us in vr chat so oh, there's damn. a 3D like VR models of the spacesuits and stuff and the whole ship and you could do the task with the controllers what? and stuff. That's pretty and crazy. Really cool. And apparently, like, you know, like anything, it's gonna be kind of a little buggy, a little iffy, especially with VR. Um, but apparently it works pretty damn well and it's free. So like anyone who has VR can just download, I guess, the mod or the game itself and play it. And uh, I've seen some people streaming it, and from what I've seen and heard, like it's the little tasks that you have to do are more entertaining because it's not just a mouse clicking a button. Like you actually have to do it with your hands or connect the wires with your hands and stuff. Right. So it's more engaging with that. But then also the conversations of like the meetings trying to decipher who did what or who's the killer is better because you can see the body movement. You can see the body language of the person talking oh, instead, damn. Of, instead of just hearing their voice. Now you can actually see them like fidgeting or like they're toe tapping, be like, hey, why is your toe tapping? Are you lying to me? It's like, uh, no, no. So like it adds another element that you're able to actually see the person's body movement and stuff, uh, which is really cool. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to take it back to Fall Guys. You mentioning that God damn it. triggered me, though. Fucked like, up. I, I fucked no, up. Th- you did because, well, no, I super fucked up. Here's the thing, Bren. I have my current setup is all set up for the stream and everything. So yeah. I have the Elgato going to the TV uh, and the PlayStation 4 hooked up. Long story short, if I am just gaming and I'm not streaming, I still have to have my PC or my laptop on. And when it goes to sleep, my screen will go to black and I feel like, and then I'll like fucking tap on the, the, uh, I don't know, the space bar and then, uh, log in and it comes back. But there's like a solid like 20 seconds of downtime or something, sometimes a little less if I react quickly enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Just know that going into this story. <laughs> I was the closest I will ever be to securing a crown in Fall Guys in this match last night. And I swear to God, my heart was like about to explode and I was <laughs> playing dirty for it. Like, that's how badly I was like, I'm gonna secure this crown. I I know I can do this. These scrubs, I'm about to do it. And it came down to a final of Jump City, or I forget what the name of the map is, but it's like the one where you jump as the thing's spinning around and like these uh, platforms fall around you. And there's only so many platforms left and you guys just have to jump for your life. Oh my God. There was like five or six of us left. I'm like, 
I, I, I can do this. I just have to time my jumps. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then eventually I would go up to the people that had like really elaborate costumes. So like, for instance, there's like a Joker outfit. If you have the Joker outfit, that means you at least had to spend like 10 crowns or some kind of shit or like five yeah. to 10 crowns. So I know they're really good at this game. I would run up to that person and grief the hell out of them by like grabbing onto them as you the thing's coming and then jump and then they would go flying. And I was like, sweet. That's one down, only four <laughs> more to go. And I was doing that like, systematically and i'm down to the last guy and i'm like i can do this like and then i was even thinking i don't even need to greet this last guy i'm just gonna out jump him because i can do it with honor and then my screen went to black and i was so (laughs) infuriated because i was like it was karma but it was also like i know i would have got that crown and i'm i'm just devastated so yeah there you go don't be a shithead online or else you'll deal with bullshit like i did but no it's also don't be uh, like having your setup through your laptop when it's just going to fall asleep and you're, it's completely <laughs> off your radar. It was so fucking fr- infuriating. Do, do you take that laptop out? I mean, you don't go anywhere now, but I mean, like I, at least my computer puts sleep mode is the first thing I turn off usually. Yeah. I need to do that or something. Cause I, there's no reason for that to ever happen again. And I'm like done with it. Oh God. But fall yeah. guys, I am close to securing my first crown. I will someday. <laughs> someday. And I honestly, can only imagine it'd be a f- like one of those maps, like the jump one or like the tail one, because the fall mountain, everyone's just too quick. I, I get mm-hmm. close, but uh, well, in, in fact, I have to give a shout out to Simaris. I think I've brought him up before. I was watching his stream and there was like legitimately six people in front of him in fall mountain. He's like, and it was just like the classic example of, of like, don't give up because they all were jumping for the crown and missing. And then he yeah. just went up and just like took it from them. So I was you, like, okay, if that never happens, know. yeah, maybe if you deal with people that are just generally unlucky and you have a chance. So yeah, I'll get a crown one of these days. But and the new maps and stuff for season two are really cool. I do like them all so far. The music's a little bit different, but not anything worth complaining. And yeah, there's just too many good players these days they're everyone's so good at this game in fact one of the new maps is my favorite it's like the one where you have to like jump on boxes to like get over like obstacles and stuff it's really cool definitely play the new season if you haven't if you you've never played fall guys at all you have to get on it Brent. i think you'd have fun i do least. not i refuse it's just too cute or like just <laughs> i just it just doesn't seem interesting to me like it's got like fair enough six or seven mini games of like different varieties and it's like just repeats endlessly it's like Yep. It's it's the same reason I don't play the, the Gang Beast or the Party Animals like we talked about. Like All the charm comes from the wacky physics of the bodies not working correctly. Totally. And it's like what I've talked about with Overwatch where I'm like, it can't be competitive if it's inherently broken. So I'm like, I, I don't, I know I won't be great at it because there's a lot of RNG involved with those games. Like of what, what map you have to play or what game you have to play. Um, if just random physics bug out and launches you halfway across the map, if just a bunch of hackers t- like are in your ma- match and just win everything, or the te- the dreaded team matches where your team loses it for you because they're all idiots or yep. they all quit on you, so it's just you and one other guy. So I know that would just frustrate me, and I know there's nothing that can really change with a competitive level of skill because so much of it's just RNG based, and I know it would just I I wouldn't be able to win on my skill alone and it would just frustrate the hell out of me and yeah. it just seems very repetitive to me so i'm just like uh yeah, that's that's completely valid so there's no uh denying any of that yeah. speaking of frustrating <laughs> i will never beat the game prey uh He's just no, accept it i just i did just get to the point where i'm like streaming it and i'm like 
this I, I don't think this is a good game for streaming, specifically because of the load times in between areas. And mm-hmm. I feel like this game is designed to be like, go here to here to here to here, and then you'll get this thing, and then go all the way back. And in back between track. that is four fucking load screens, and they all wow. take a solid, like, fucking... I don't know, three minutes or something. It's just, it's, it's infuriating. So yeah, there was plenty of times on stream. I would just like set up my guitar and whenever I'd see a load screen come up, I would just like dig around on the guitar for a bit (laughs) and then I'd be like, Oh, the load screen's over. And it's not even just like one load screen. It's like the load screen where you see the bar and then there's an, a a double load screen and then it's like, and you're still waiting and now you can hit X to continue. And I'm like, fuck that. Just give me one loading bar and then we'll move on. I don't know. I mean, like, that's the appeal of, like, Metroidvanias, where it's all, like, you know, back in the day, it was the limited technology, of course, but that's why it's, like, all the maps loaded in, it's just yes. where you're going, so it's, like, there are no low screens, like, if, that's why backtracking wasn't as much of a hassle in those games, but if you have to load every single room and have a low screen every time, like, Metroid would never exist, like, no one would have played that. For sure, that and it's such a draw, it's- a drag. Plus all the glitches and stuff that I've encountered with this yeah. game. Like, I love it to death, and I want to beat it. And I feel like there's a bunch of different ways to beat it, depending on which uh, mission you carry out and stuff. Like, There's I've, also different builds, I've heard. That, too. I've also just dicked around with a million side quests, apparently. Like, I don't think your average person even probably does, like, the Golden Gun quest, but I have the Golden <laughs> Gun, and yet I can't beat the fucking game. So, I don't know. I, I do love that game. I think I will beat it off stream, hopefully at some point. It probably won't even be in the month of October at this point, so <laughs> who cares? I, I do want to just see how it all wraps up and be able to say I can check that one off my list. But yeah, for anybody that's interested in streaming, I saw a few people streaming it, and I found, like, they were having, like, the same issues, like, when these load screens would come up. At least they had people in chat they could talk to, though, and it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Not, it's uh, very frustrating. And then the other game I've been playing is just Rocket League. Getting back into wow, that, talk about competitive. Like, I'm, I inherently don't like playing competitive lately, but I'm sort of getting back into it. So I joined, like, this Rocket League community on Facebook, and someone in, like, my skill level was like, hey, I'm looking for someone to play with. So I gave them a friend request. We played a couple matches together, and it was cute because, like, they think I'm very good at the game and they're like, I never <laughs> would have expected to get to gold Find this quickly or something. Facebook. I'm like, yeah, but no, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not that insane, but no, together we do jive really well. So it's good finding someone like on my like skill level and we can, uh, learn from each other and play games together. But yeah, I, they, it's like a current like Halloween special theme for Rocket League where it's like all this Ghostbusters stuff. And, oh, uh, nice. there's a new mode that, um, as you hit the ball, it will like, homing shot at the goal so like it's to me it's like very Hmm. good for practicing your saves and stuff and yeah like yeah yeah, it teaches you how to like really um fly and and try to get saves and i don't know it's it's very fast paced but that's the problem with that it's still a five minute match and that to me seems insane because like if it's homing as quickly as it is a lot of the times people don't save it so like your scores get like it's like six to six within like the first uh minute or something i'm like that's insane i feel like they should have adjusted for that to be like oh these matches are like half the time or something but regardless it is or no that's the way they adjust for it it's i think it's the first to seven that could that could be Uh, it i only played briefly but uh it's a cool new mode and it's a limited time so yeah check that out if you haven't already uh you'll probably have to install an update for your rocket league but uh yeah rocket league i still love it i've played i put so (laughs) many hours into it and i do have some amount of skill that i feel like this is my go-to to to just like i don't know 
Sure, yeah. Unwind, relax. Unwind slash show off, but even still, I'm not that good. And in fact, yeah. that's why I made this new car. It's called the Trollmobile. And I was going into it with the mindset, like, I want to make this thing as ugly and hideous as possible. And I feel like I have accomplished that. There are some really dumb cars from, like, the original Rocket League. Like, they had a huge update come through where, like, all this stuff that was in the old Rocket League, came over as legacy items. And I have all these legacy cars that I didn't even know I had. And yeah, there's some just stupid looking ones. I don't know the, <laughs> the names of them off the top of my head, but they look like insects and shit. It's like, just give me a normal fucking car. I mean, at a certain point, like to keep things interesting, you just got to make more, you know, if you're making two designs every you know month or every two months, like, yeah, there's going to be just some weird ass shit in there. Like, even with um, Overwatch is experiencing that now with like, Every year they have different events where, like, five heroes get new costumes. Yeah. So it's, like, five new costumes for a hero, or for some heroes, uh, let's say, four to five times a year. So that's 20 to 25 costumes a year you have to make for heroes. It's like, yeah, some of them are going to be real shit. Some are going to be amazing. Some are going to be incredible. Like the Nutcracker Zenyatta and stuff. It's like, some are going to be hot garbage, though. Totally. Yeah, because you just have to pump out those costumes. Like, you just have to hit a certain number so yeah yeah and when i was driving around in the trollmobile my wife was watching the stream and she's like has anyone ever used that car before and i was like <laughs> i honestly in all my rocket league it. playing have never seen anyone choose to play as that car <laughs> so yeah it's pretty ugly so yeah, yeah check out the stream if you want to see some of those shenanigans but that's really all i've been playing like not playing prey because i'm done with it and frustrated yeah too <laughs> upset and some rocket league oh nice yeah, I've actually, uh, we've talked about it before, the last episode with Whitney, I've taken on the Are Weeb There Yet uh, Twitch handle. Yeah. Uh, because it's just a pain in the ass to, sh- to have multiple people from one account now. Well, yeah, I mean, we were both in the Kame House stream, and it was like one of those, like, same wait, time. who's talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've just kind of taken that over as my default channel now, because the, the other podcast isn't a gaming podcast. We're not going to talk about or stream that often, so I might as well take it over. Yeah, dude. Um, but I've been streaming... Um, wind waker but on a randomizer that's right oh man i've been meaning to stop in on one of those streams how's that going for you so for anyone who doesn't know the randomizers wind wakers you know gamecube game from 2003 so you know the people have dissected it and figured out all the code and torn it apart and were able to play around and add modifiers to it uh the randomizer is it essentially takes and you could have different variations like you, you can start with the sword you can uh, have a setting where it skips the opening cutscene right away. Um, you can have different settings where it's like uh, any any plot progressive items, any items that you need to progress the game, like the boomerang or the iron boots or any of those items you get in temples, only exist in temples. They're not going to be in a random treasure chest at the bottom of the ocean you have to find with the grappling hook. Um, okay. So that really helps. Because with Zelda, you need certain items to get through the game. Like You can't beat Ganon, no matter how good you are, if you don't have the light arrow. Right. And if the light arrow is just in some random chest on some random watch post in the ocean somewhere, like, that's a pain in the ass to find. Yeah. So luckily, all of the, like, plot-relevant items are still in chest that you... Sh- and, and it's smart enough, people are able to figure out the code, where you can get to them. So you won't ever need the hookshot in order to get to the hookshot. You'll be able to get to the hookshot some other way. You might have to do five other things before that, but like you'll be able to get to them in the right, like in uh, a possible order. Gotcha. 
um, yeah, so luckily there's enough people working on this, and it's a popular enough game where people were able to f- debug the code and stuff. So there's no dead runs where it's like, well, I can't progress any further. I have to restart all over. Um, which I thought might have happened because I couldn't find bombs, and bombs seemed to be the only way I could progress with every area I was in. But yeah, so I've been streaming that a bit. Some people came in. Uh, shout out to Brandon and Paige. They're swinging by a few times. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyone doesn't know, it just randomizes all the shit. So I'm like, oh, cool. Here's the treasure chest like right at the beginning of the game. Let me see what it is. It's 200 rubies. Holy shit. Um, so just I got just random assortment of crap just in the very beginning of like, I had no equipment. I had no items. I had no grappling hook. I had no boomerang. I had no, you know, uh, hook shot. Nothing like that. No bombs, no arrows. But I had about seven-eighths of the Triforce pieced together. Whoa. And all of the pearls that you need to unlock the Tower of God, which is, like, one of the endgame areas. Damn, that's a crazy starting point. Yeah, so I had, like, for anyone who doesn't know, in Wind Waker, the Triforce, you have to find your piece of the Triforce, but then that piece of the Triforce gets broken up into a bunch of pieces. I had almost all of the pieces of the Triforce and all of these legendary pearls you need for a big plot point of the game before I had any of my equipment to, like, yeah, yeah. progress the temple. <laughs> and it that's was just crazy. so weird of, like, uh, I went into the traveling merchant shop, and he was selling two pieces of the Triforce, and one of these pearls for 900 rubies. I'm just like, oh, I guess I just, I grind until I get enough right? rubies to buy them. Yep. Luckily, I found the wallet so I could have enough rubies to actually buy, <laughs> carry enough rubies. Um, also, I'm playing with a mod where I'm playing as Beetle, the merchant. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, Beetle, the traveling merchant, gets introduced in Wave Waker. And I love him. He's, I think he's a great character. And his, the noises he makes are hilarious. Well, were you talking to another instance of beetle or yes. did someone okay I was so say, is if, link now the, the merchant <laughs> that would be great if you can get a mod <laughs> to turn him into link that'd be hilarious um so it's beetle's model from wind waker so i look like the actual beetle but then his clothing like the the, col- the color scheme and stuff on him is from breath of the wild okay so, oh nice so in wind waker he's just shirtless and wearing like pants and that's it and the model i have he's wearing like a the little like uh, crop top he has in Breath of the Wild and like short shorts and like uh, sandals. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of playing as like a himbo, <laughs> saving high rule because awesome. he's just he's just wearing his gear ready to like strut on the beach, just have a good time. But it's like, no, nah, you gotta. Sorry, buddy, I'm gonna throw you through like twelve temples and a lot of boss fights. <laughs> uh, but it's funny too because the mod also incorporates all of his voice clips from the game. So when you buy something, he's just like, or when you show up in the shop, he's like, oh, hello, or like, thank you, bye-bye. And like, you know, those voice clips. When you fall down far enough or into a hole, he'll say like, bye-bye. Like, it'll play that voice clip. So it's really funny how much they actually incorporate the character into the mod. Damn, um, that's cool. So much so. You get the shield, or you get the sword, the sword's the same. The shield's different, though. The shield has a new pattern on it with, like, Beetle's face on it. Um, and Wind Waker, you get uh, a Korok leaf to like float around and to like use as a fan to blow stuff away or, or rather Link gets a Korok leaf. Beetle gets a coupon. He gets his own coupon you get in the game from like half off at a store. Oh nice. So instead of flapping a leaf he's flapping a giant coupon of his face. Awesome. Um, and instead of floating around on the leaf you float around on like a hot air balloon for him. Oh cool. Uh, for the boomerang instead of the boomerang it's a sold out sign for when you buy something at Beetle Shop and it's like sold out it's that Dude, sign. That's so it's, all well thought out. Yeah. It's really cool. I just got the uh, skull hammer and instead of the skull hammer it's just a butterfly net. 
which I don't know if that's a thing with Beetle, but I yeah. like that it's different. <laughs> I like that it's yeah. something different. Totally. So it's really cool and just really charming to be playing as like the different mod and seeing how much they thought out of it. Um, the downside is, like I said, you might need something and you can get it, but it's it turns into a Metroidvania game where it's like, all right, I have to go here, unlock this thing, then go to seven other places to then unlock the bombs, which then I need to get through everything else. So, like I said, I unlocked the Tower of the Gods, which is like an endgame temple after you do everything else and you're ready to fight Ganon. I had to go in there to find one item, then I had to leave and do a bunch of other shit before I actually went back to there to do the Temple of the Tower of the Gods. So oh, damn. That's both the pain in the ass and the charm of a randomizer of like you never know what you'll get. I right. got all, I got all the endgame shit right away. Like that's crazy and bonkers and funny. It took me like 30 hours to figure out where bombs were and to get them. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, the mo- the one I'm using generates uh, a spoiler list and a non-spoiler list of telling you where the items are. So the non-spoiler one like hints at you of like, oh, you might find something explosive and useful at this area, wink, wink. And then the spoiler one is like, the bombs are here. Just go here for the bombs. It's like, oh, thank you. Um, Interesting. The, pa- the pain in the ass is it's still like difficult to get. So the spoil bag is a bag where you just get items. Uh, you get to various items around in the game, um, and you use them for different quests to like you know fetch quest stuff. To get that, I was sucking treasure. To find that sunken treasure, I needed a treasure map because it wouldn't it wouldn't even exist in the game until you have that treasure map. Oh right. So in Wind Waker, there's glowing spots where you can just grapple hook down and pull a treasure, and it's like a ruby or something, and you can just find it. But then the sunken treasure with the treasure maps don't exist until you have that map. So you can go there and reach down and grab it, but nothing's there until you actually have the chart. That makes sense. So I was like, all right, the spoil bag I need is sunken treasure. And I went around that area and picked up all the treasure. Nothing. I was like, all right. And it took me a while to figure out, like, oh, I need the chart. Where's the chart? The chart you get is when you become a silver membership of Beetle Shop. So I had to go to Beetle Shop and spend and buy 30 things to get enough points to become a silver membership. And then when I got that, I had to, like, go somewhere else and, like, bomb something before I could even get the grappling hook, which I needed for the second treasure. And, like, it just was a pain yep. in the ass Bleeding around get. by the nose, just <laughs> go here, so go there. Long. Yeah, 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 I can totally so, relate. So it's, it's a weird mix of, like, this is so infuriating, but also very funny and charming when I, like... You know, I crawl in their grandmom's house. I find the hidden treasure she had, which should have been like a hundred rubies. And it turns out it's a shard of the Triforce. It's like, oh, hell yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> why does grandmom have this? Um, so it's it's a real mixed bag, but it's also like I did the first temple, which is the forest haven, without like I did, uh, I got like fire. I got the arrow, bow and arrow in that temple, and then I also got fire and ice arrows in that temple. And then I got, like, the boomerang, and then I got, like, the grappling hook, and I got, like, most of my equipment in the first temple, which was interesting. And, you know, the forest temple's a lot easier when you already have fire arrows and magic. Oh, sure. So, like, you speedrun some of the bosses, and you blow through shit a lot faster now because you unlocked it way earlier than you should have and stuff. Like, so it's real interesting and just different, like, playing it. Yeah. Um, how long of a game is it? Because I'm curious, even with the modifiers, it would it be fun to speedrun? I'm sure like that adds such a weird variable that it wouldn't be like quantifiable. I mean, there definitely is speedrunning with modifiers. Like they're speedrunning the game itself, and then they're speedrunning with modifiers. Uh, I've seen definitely speedrun randomizers before. The problem is you don't know where shit is. Yeah. 
and um, because it's all a plot progressive stuff's already happened. So like uh, when you start Wind Waker, you're just a kid. You're not even like quote Link yet. You don't have the outfit. You don't have the sword yet. You run around your main island for a bit doing a bunch of little quests before you go off on your adventure, right? Uh, because of the randomizer, none of that happened. I started off with my with my boat, with my sail, with my sword, with my shield. And when I talked to the boat, who's like your spirit guide who tells you what to do, he's like, all right, Link, or all right, Beetle, if we find enough Triforce pieces, we can go fight Ganon. I was like, cool. Where do I get a boomerang? Right. And it's like, what are you talking about? You already have the boomerang. It's like, I don't know, but it's because the randomizer fucked it yes. up. Yes. So um, it it changes a lot of the story stuff. Interesting. So, like, you start off, you're supposed to go to the Ganon's fortress and save your sister and stuff. That shit already happened. I found my sister at, like, the first island I went to. She's just, like, hanging out, like, yo, what's up? Gotcha. Like, I already did that, apparently, because of the randomizer. Um, so it really throws off the momentum of the actual game and figuring out, like, what I'm supposed to do here. So even doing just a randomizer, even if it's all randomized... You have to get practice at just knowing, like, I have to go to the Forest uh, Haven first, then Dragon Roost, then I have to leave ha- Dragon Roost halfway through to find the Grappling Hawk, then I have to go back in to find, like, and it's like... Yeah. And then even with the randomizer, uh, there's a speed run depending on if they have the spoiler log that tells them where all the items are, or if they don't, because that'll uh, yeah. you know, speed through a lot faster if I know where the bombs are, versus if I have to just find every single chest on the game. That's the one I would opt bombs. for. Give me the, the guide. <laughs> yeah, I, after I went through every outpost and like killed every like moblin and found every like hidden chest I could out in the open ocean, and all of it was just fucking rupees and heart pieces, I was like, I'm done. I'm using the spoiler yeah. log the whole time. I'm d- I don't care anymore. Like I'm just I need the walkthrough the whole time. I'm glad they have that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's something that was generated with the mod itself. Right. So I don't think every randomizer has that, unfortunately. And there are plenty of randomizers that will have dead ends where it's like, oops, you can't progress yeah, you any fucked further. Up the Restart. order exactly. And, and you're already 40 hours in, yep. so you're just like, oh! Big So it, this is a great, like, this seems to be, like, the most streamlined, best mod I've seen of it, and it's really fun. That's cool. You mentioned um, your beetle has a shirt on. Does the one yeah. in the store not have a shirt on? No, in Wake, Wind Waker, where he's introduced, he's just, like, a dude on a boat that sells his shit, and he's just wearing pants. That's, you never see him outside of that. Mm-hmm. So he's he's just shirtless and wearing shorts. Like, he's, you know, it's in the ocean, it's very tropical or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, in Breath of the Wild, he's running around all the time with, like, his big backpack. Yeah, that's so the one I know. Got, yeah, he's wearing his outfit. He's got his shirt, his shorts, his, like, sandals and stuff. But that's the thing. In your game, so your mod, your beetle main character has a shirt on, and then the, the merchant does not, though? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But, well, actually, <laughs> you might want to cover up beetle's nips, because they could be breaking terms of service. I don't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> It's Wind Waker. It's all cell shaded. They don't even. They didn't give him nips to begin with. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. I have nipples. Uh, Can it, you milk me? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Meet the Fockers? Jesus, where are we going? Meet with the this? parents. Oh, there it is. Yes, that's the first one. Uh, yeah. So it's it's really fun playing the randomizer, but it is. I was I was expecting to be confused about where finding the items and stuff. I was expecting that. I wasn't expect all the story stuff to be done ahead of it. So, like, when I met the great Dooku tree, he's like, thanks for saving me, Link. It's like, I didn't, what? I just got yeah. here. It's like, thanks. And it's like, oh. Like, that confused me. I wasn't expecting that stuff. And that seems to be the hardest stuff, because, like, oh, I have to go save the uh, Wind Sage. It's like, no, he already did, you already did that. He's at the Wind Temple waiting for you. It's like, what? Well, how do I get in? It's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, I need the Iron Boots. I need the Skull Hammer. I need this. I need that. I need this. And, you know, but, you know, I'm, I, I beat the... T- 
Tower of the Gods, like, that was, like, the third temple I beat, and that should be the last one. So, like, doing stuff all out of order is crazy and weird. It's fun, but it's also, like, I have a map up on my second monitor and the spoiler guide on, like, the other side. Oh, totally. Like, I need my hand held through this whole thing because it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But it it is fun in its own way. I do love the concept behind, like, a randomizer. Just take a game that you know and love and kind of add just a new level of complexity to it so you can revisit yeah. it and have like it feel fresh even though you've played this game maybe a million times before there will be something new and exciting it's a something. different variation exactly that's exactly the point of like the randomizer and <laughs> it turns out my addiction to roguelikes can be for any exactly now. i was just gonna say oh, that boy. it felt like this randomizer <laughs> things if they can implement that for other games it's just like the roguelike fire exactly it's it's usually for older games you can modify like this is on uh, you know, a certain popular program that everyone knows to use, wink, wink, for GameCube games. Um, so you can have different mods with there. I saw there was like a Captain Falcon mod where you can play as Captain Falcon Ooh, through Wind Waker. That's cool. So there's different people made different skins just for the hell of it. Um, but yeah, it's very fun and it's uh, really good for like I've seen uh, old Zelda games, like the original Zelda game or um, uh, Oracle of Sages or Oracle Seasons rather. Uh, have randomizers and stuff and yeah people definitely do speed runs of randomizers and it's like that's insane four people four people playing it at the same time to see who can do it the fastest and like sometimes you're just shit out of luck and like you're the guy that has to do the 17 different things before you can even get bombs that or you start then, with yeah all the you start with everything <laughs> yeah so like it's just luck of the draw and sometimes it happens i saw one where it was a randomizer of like oracle seasons where people could exchange items between other players so like they're like, oh, I got the bow, but I don't need it. Like, for I already beat the temple that you would need it for, so I don't need it. And they're like, oh, could I have it? And they would swap items and stuff. Like, it's crazy with some of the modding stuff people do. So it's really interesting to see and uh, just finally dip my toe into. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're having fun with it. It seems pretty cool. I'll have to stop by a stream. We'll plug that at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah, at some point, probably in plugs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, is there anything going on in the news, though, that we want to talk about before we wrap this episode uh... up? Not much. Uh, AOC played uh, Among Us on Twitch. You, everyone probably heard of that. It got huge. Yeah, numbers. I was going to say that essentially broke Twitch. Like I was, it made me question. Like, what are some of like the biggest streams that ever happened? I feel like she's probably like in the top five conversation. Uh, she. I mean, her their stream was probably up there, but I I had the same idea as you. I looked it up. Uh, apparently, Ninja streamed with uh, Drake. Oh Fortnite, yeah, I do and, remember that, and that got six hundred thousand views. Jesus. Yeah, so that was a big one, which I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, it was cool to watch. I mean, I never, I didn't watch it. I dipped in for like a few seconds. It, it, it did lead to discussion with my fr- a friend of mine of like, we know the politicians that were playing. I never heard of any of the streamers. Like, there was a guy on there called Corpse, and I'm like, I've I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, we've never heard of the streamer in our lives. Apparently, he can pull in a good forty thousand viewers on a stream every time. He's apparently he's pretty fucking huge. Oh yeah. But it led me to believe of like we're old, we're out of time. Well, and there's like these are middle school literally people, like. millions of streamers, and then like probably hundreds of thousands of partners or something, or like forty thousand partners. I don't know the actual numbers. I'm guessing here, but even still, just yeah. think about that. Like I'm sure even amongst those forty thousand partners, like it's they all have their own audiences, and it's like I'm unaware oh, yeah. of half of them. That's what I mean. I love Twitch oh, yeah. and being able to discover new uh, broadcasters. It's always it's just the coolest platform. I definitely. I'm obsessed with it in recent years. <laughs> Got real into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Apex Legends is coming to Steam in November. 
Oh shit! And uh, to me, I was like thinking, isn't it already on PC? Already but there. on Steam? But oh, no. it's on PC, not, but Steam. not on Steam. Interesting. Well, if I were to ever get it, it'd probably I would want it on Steam. It's been an Epic Game Store exclusive, and as far as I can tell, it's been the biggest Epic Game Store exclusive because it's not like an old game like ported to PC and now it's on Epic Game Store that people already have for the you know 360 or PS3. Um, and as far as games that come out on Epic Game Store with exclusivity, it's usually a year or two after being on Epic Games or then they're released to Steam and other platforms like GOG and stuff you can buy elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's a temporary exclusivity. Um, but as far as I knew, I thought Epic, I thought Apex Legends was made in collaboration with Epic Game Store. So I thought that was always going to be exclusive there. I thought that was their bread and butter of like, this is the game that's bringing people into the Epic Game Store. I feel and like I thought they would never get they probably got so big they're like we want even more people to have access to this game. Maybe part of the contract was Maybe. like a timed thing where they're like once we hit this date you can do whatever you want and I don't know, it could have been planned that way all along. Yeah, I don't I don't know nearly enough about the developers or the game itself to know whether it was like a, a you know, timed exclusivity deal or not. Uh, but like as far as I knew, that was the game that was pulling people into the ge- Epic Game Store. You know, they had like free games to like pull you in, but it didn't keep you there to use that as your main platform to buy games. But I knew plenty of people. Like you know, PUBG came out, started the battle royale craze. Fortnite came out, exploded to you know the stratosphere. Apex Legend came out, and it's like, oh, it's another Fortnite clan. It's like, no, it kind of got its legs. Like it has a solid community and player base still, and it's it's still oh, going yeah. pretty strong. Um, I played it like a few rounds with a buddy of mine. I think I won the third round. I was third round I was in because I got carried <laughs> so hard by our nice. like third party. And once I won, I was like, "Cool, I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm getting out on top. Yeah. I'm never playing again." Um, I definitely see the appeal of it, but like, yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy about the. I like battle God. I'm more of a Warzone guy than an Apex guy. I downloaded Apex, played one game, and I was like, "Man, this just isn't for me." I just. I don't know. I like realistic it's, battle it's so versus chaotic, like so the cartoonish fast. shit to me. And uh, well, well, if you're uh, saying well, cosmo, uh, well, that's what I mean. It's not realistic quotes, in quotes. any. But it's more or less just like actual guns versus like these lasers and like just like super neon colored. The, the, like everyone's a fucking punk versus yeah, like yeah. let me just be a soldier. Like I don't know. I guess it's that weird aesthetic uh, preference for me that really makes it or breaks it. Because at the end of the day, they're the ex- exact same game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are different mechanics and stuff, you know, the battle royale and oh, sure. build it and stuff like, so there are different selling points. Um, but no, it's, it, it very much, it could be uh, aesthetic alone can make or break the game. Like Katamari Damacy. I remember I didn't really like it as a kid. Cause I'm like, it's, it's just so weird and as an adult. I'm like, it's so weird. I love it. It's great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised to see it coming to steam and, um, I, I believe it's free. Like, Oh, it is. Yeah. Games are paid to win. So, you know, yeah, so it's free to play, but they'll hook you in. Yeah, with skins COD is doing that with the guns. It's uh, like I just want to get my own gun and make it look that. cool, and it's like, nope, spend money. And I'm like, absolutely not. We talked about it last episode with Whitney with Payday Two. Like, you can buy skins, but they're all cosmetic. And then the second the guy sold the rights to the property, it's like, all right, now the skins have stats in them. It's like, oh, so like e- even that's yeah. Like oh, Whitney-ish. speaking of skins, COD um, Warzone had some really cool ones for the Halloween season, including. Uh, Leatherface from like the Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, and yeah, then yeah. uh, Jigsaw from the Saw movies. And when I f- saw oh, that, yeah. it led me to the question: I'm like, Bryn, how many Saw movies do you think there are? Um, I know they kept going way past anyone cared about them, but they kept just because the brand was so strong. I'm gonna say fifteen. Oh man, okay, you're guessing high. 
even still, I think it's eight or nine. There's like one offshoot movie that's not even necessarily like a Saw movie. But regardless, I saw up to four, if I'm not mistaken. I'm ashamed Uh, of myself even seeing that many of them. But like the first movie was legitimately good because of the final end twist. I'm not going to ruin it, even though it's like a decade or two two decades old. Who knows how long now? Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, the the way that first one ended was the big twist. And I feel like, okay, no one, literally no one saw that coming. And it was cool. And then the franchise just kind of fell apart from there. They're just like, let's just make it more gory. And uh, the main bad guy eventually dies and they still continue on his legacy. Like his traps are going off killing people while he's not even alive anymore. I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. And you're telling me they made three or four more movies after that. I don't believe it. I'm sorry, Doug. I kind of got distracted looking up the number of them. There is eight Saw movies out right now. Yes, okay. Saw, including Saw Final Chapter and then Jake Saw, which came after that. So it's not yeah, the final chapter. Not at all. They're pulling a Kingdom Hearts. I always love when they do that. Final um, Chapter Prologue. Final Chapter. Wait, there's more money to be made? All right, here's another one. How is uh, there a prologue in the final chapter? Exactly. There's another movie coming out called Spiral from the Book of Saw uh, coming out next year. 2021 from the book of saw what is this like a bible for this franchise hey maybe we will get to 15 saw movies here's oh, the God thing that it. caught my attention though it's being directed by some guys the screenwriters are two guys uh the story though at least on wikipedia the story is by chris rock wait what is it yeah. gonna be a comedy now <laughs> i don't know but I like, have a feeling it's not going to be, but honestly, if he's taking over, just do that with the franchise. Just turn it into not? like a scary movie. Uh, well, those turned out real bad. But I mean, yeah. that's what I thought it was, like <laughs> Hostile and uh, A Paranormal Activity. Like those all just got a lot of sequels that didn't need to be made. So I figured it was No like kidding. That. Let alone Chris this Rock, is though. the land before time of horror movies. Yeah, right, there we're going to fucking we move on. Uh, yeah. One last thing I had, though. Um, we talked about Baldur's Gate 3 came out a while ago. I don't know if we talked about this on the show. I forget. Uh, but just in case. Uh, I think we did talk about it. Just in case, I'll say it again. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 came out. They're having a lot of updates and patches because it's an early access. Yes. With with the updates, the developers are looking at the information people are doing and the games people are playing and the characters they're making. The, it's still early access. A lot of bugs. But the character customizer is super detailed and like so many options. Like I think you get... You can be a tiefling, which is like a half-devil person, and yeah. tieflings alone have 14 different kinds of horns you can have. Hell yeah. So, like, there's so much variety, and then you can make a bunch of characters, and you can make another mode, because it's not that long of an early access game, so you can remake, you know, start over again and do it with different characters and different choices and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, after the update, and after seeing all the information, the developers came out and were kind of shaming the players, because they are just making very generic default characters. Uh, what was it? In their patch notes, they say, congratulations, you've basically made the default vault dweller. What the hell, guys? We gave you demon eyes, horns, even tails. We are sorely disappointed. Go crazy. We worked hard on this. So they're, they're basically just saying, like, we gave you so many options, and you made Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Like, you boring-ass, milk toast piece That's of shit. That's really funny, Make actually. something crazy. Make a dwarf with horns. Make, make a, a trollmobile. Make a trollmobile as a living character. Like, go nuts with it. And it's like, I agree with them. Like yeah, it's, it gives you so many options, and I always like the crittery characters. Like I'm playing D and D now with a group of people. Two of them are half elves that are basically identical. They basically made the same character. Uh, one of them is a halfling who's just a hobbit, and then I'm a tabaxi, which is like a full cat person. And I'm just like, "What happened, guys? I thought we were all going crazy." And they're like, "No, we're just 
we're just humans with pointy ears. I'm just like, what the fuck? God like, damn it, yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah. When they give you a character customizer as in-depth as that, I do like when people go crazy. And also, speaking of randomizers, give me that button that'll just make a yeah, random fucker, and then you can just cycle through it multiple times and just make Dark the crazy Souls shit. Dark Souls has that? And yeah, a couple hideous. do. Yeah. God, go nuts with it. Yeah, just see... Like, uh, uh, McElroy Brothers used to do Monster Factory on Polygon. Yes! YouTube, oh my god, And yeah. they would just push to the limits of character customizer to see how far they could break it. And, like, yeah, sometimes you just want to go insane, but sometimes you just want to be crittery and, like, be a dragonborn or be a tiefling or, you know, being a guy with four heads or something. Like, don't just be the fucking token-ass default starting character. Like, get interesting with it. God! I think I'm going to make a character that looks like Aragorn from the Lord of the Rings. You suck! Get out of here! <laughs> God damn it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, Bren, we mentioned your podcast and that it has a Twitch channel now. Uh, where can we find you and that on the internet? You can find me on ABTS Brendan on Twitter. And then, yeah, uh, my podcast is Are We There Yet? where we watch anime. We just recorded an episode for Land of the Lustrous, which I love that show, that series. Uh, so that'll be a fun episode to come out soon. Uh, and yeah, we have a Twitch channel now for Are We There Yet? And it's Are We There Yet? on Twitch. It's where I was streaming the Zelda randomizers. Yeah, head over there, give them a follow. Uh, speaking of follows, I think we just hit our 100th follower on Twitch. I'm like, damn, I think there's a milestone for Ooh, some reason shit. for 200 followers. So got to double it now. So listener, give us some help. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hopefully you already follow us. But if you don't, uh, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch especially. Um, streaming there Mondays, Tuesdays. I think I'm not going to do Fridays any longer, but uh, I'll probably do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. But yeah, keep nice. an eye out on your email if you follow our notifications when we go live. And I mentioned my record label, I think, uh, at the beginning of this episode. It's yep. MissedOutRecords.com. Uh, got our fall sampler 2020 coming out November s- November 1st. So I'm really super excited about that. Got so many cool bands involved. Uh, I can't hype this one up enough. It's going to be a, a really good soundtrack to get us ready for 2021 if uh, we get there. Uh, but <laughs> 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 thanks, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. See ya! See ya!